I'm Asmodeus, from the Strange and Unusual podcast, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy, brought to you by the Gunna Geek Network. Bringing you the latest nerdy news and geekdom, here are the hosts of the show. Anthony. No pants, all bacon and dick butts. Naki. Anthony, you need to get laid. Willie. I don't need boobs to like a movie. Chris. So when Chris doesn't know how to transition to a new topic because he's flustered, he just hits the button on the soundboard. And sometimes some special guests. As Magneto once said, Ha ha ha, welcome to die! If you're a kid and listening, you rock and your parents are awful. A brand new ATGN starts in 3, 2, 1. So I've been kind of thinking about it. I think I need to get that ha ha ha, welcome to die and add it to the soundboard. Because I'm sure there'd be times when I could use it. I think it that's is a good one. Could be. I mean, yeah. that's that's back from. You guys know what episode that's from? I actually that's had a, to figure it out. That's a Cody that's, episode, isn't it? It is a Cody episode. That's so super like, early, though. Wasn't it like in the twenties? It's lower than that. It's oh, in the geez. teens. It's lower than that. It's one of the. It's in the very first episode. That's from episode seven of the All Things seven. Good and Nerdy nice. podcast. I went and found it by accident when I was trolling through YouTube, cleaning up some stuff. I'm like, "Hey, that's an old episode <laughs> with Cody." And I paused a second. He dropped that line. I went, "That's where I got that sound bump from." And I've been sitting on having that sound bump hidden away, squirreled away for almost four years now. <laughs> Squirrel. Wow. I like to think that's forward planning, that I knew it would be good, but I just thought it was funny and then you should, made a copy. You should tell Cody that, that it's that it's a four-year-old quote that we still use, and it's all him. I might have I to. I feel like he'd, he'd be proud. So, I, I asked you this in the chat, and I never got an actual answer, but can I just apologize for my last week outburst? <laughs> Do, do you need a moment here? Do we need to, do we need to play a bump to start this? Apologize. Okay, so here's the thing that happened. We don't um, apologize. Well, no. So, like, last <laughs> week I said, like, I didn't like the female thing in, in Civil War, and I got shit, like, automatically, like, it happened. And it was from you guys, too. Like, I saw the eye rolls. I saw everything that happened. But then, like, I got it in Twitter and Facebook, and then I had, like, actual It was actual more the WTF look I was giving, like, what? <laughs> okay, but so here's the thing: is that I worded it wrong. Here's the thing: I hated, and it, I obviously I got past it because I really did enjoy Civil War like quite a bit. But I hate forced romance, and I felt like all of that romance stuff that happened happened really fast and was forced, and I hated it. That's what I hated. I don't hate the females. I don't think anybody's less badass. I hate the forced romance. Okay. Specifically yeah. in Civil War, what romance stuff? I don't like that they've already started the Wanda Vision romance. I wanted Wanda to be more developed first before that happened. They started that in Age of Ultron, though. I know, but it doesn't. They only. She still was a bit part, and she still kind of is a bit part. Like she's being developed still, and I wanted her to be developed more as like how she can be the destructor of the universe and less on the I'm a human girl thing. And then <laughs> the. Uh, Yes, I know everybody got on my case that it's in the comic book, whatever. But the whole like uh, Steve Rogers and um, 
What's Asian Agent thirteen? Parker. Yes. Sharon. Again, the whole like, I thought it moved too fast for it to be a thing, and that's why it was a forced romance. When honestly, like, if you look at movies that I really enjoy, they don't have forced romance in it. Like Mad Max, there was no forced romance in it, and or I'm talking Fury Road, not original three Mad Max. Um, there's, there's not much romance in those either. <laughs> there's not. I mean, there's still some sort of like storyline in it, but I mean, I, I think don't. Tina Turner's in love with her hair in the third one. Oh my god! That, but her hair. Did you see her hair? That How is a serious not? romance. That is a serious romance. But that—that's what I was saying. <laughs> that's my retracted statement. I'm not apologizing for what I said, but I am clarifying <laughs> what I said, which is I hate forced romance, and I didn't like that in the about Civil War. And that's it. The end. Okay. Now, the knocky apology. That I don't apologize <laughs> for anything. I just make it worse or better. <laughs> I don't really have an appropriate bump here. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Actually, no way. <laughs> Welcome do. to die. So, so what is it you were saying again, Naki? Penis. Shut up, Naki. <laughs> Willie can't be here today, so I will have to occasionally hit the soundboard where it goes. Shut up, Naki. Great. <laughs> That's the only uh, Willie Nelson sound bump I currently have saved away. So great. <laughs> Willie's main contribution: telling Naki to well, shut no, up. Well, no, I could do. Here, here's what I could do: I'll make it as awkward as how our intro is because I haven't gotten the voiceover work I need done. Shut up, Naki. Chris. Did you shut <laughs> I just up? Gotta, oh, damn it! I hit the button right. <laughs> ah, this is why I'm not allowed to have soundboards. <laughs> yeah, so, I almost bought a mixer this week. I'm glad I didn't, but I almost did. Oh, mixers are good to have. That's how I do all my backup recordings on stuff too. Yeah, I don't. I bought that. donuts this week. I know we can hear them. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know you could hear a donut, but you know. I rest my. You case. can hear a bag of donuts. I can hear you chewing on that bag donut too. Donuts. So welcome everyone to episode 211 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. This is recorded live on Sunday, May 22nd, 2016. You've got almost the full crew here as Willie could not make it this week as he does not have a very good computer and he could not borrow one this week. So he will be back next week unless we can find a way to pull him in via his PlayStation, which give me time. I can probably figure something out. I'm this close to having things set up where we could technically accept phone calls in. So if I can get that working right, that is the backup plan. Wow. Yeah. That's fancy. I have an idea. Scary. It's just how I set up my mixer right to do it. I thought you were going to say that's how you met your mother. And I was like, okie dokie. Whoa. I'm confused. Well, you kind of started in that route and then it went away. So it didn't matter. <laughs> you remember that what the fuck look I gave last week? I'm kind of doing it right now. It's back. <laughs> I'm so confused. Who <laughs> did it that game? I don't know what's going on. As you shouldn't, because you're just the producer and director and everything. We don't have so a director. You you're the closest thing to a director we have. I just try and keep the train moving <laughs> and sort of on time, and I fail at that second part except a lot. When you, except when you leave to go take pictures of penises on a car. Look, that's once in 210 some odd episodes and that I left in the middle of the very fine while he was gone. Thank you very much. <laughs> I wasn't there. Let's be honest. You all wanted to see pictures I, of the uh, I wasn't Ramrod. referring to you in that we, Naki. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wanted to see it. It had to be shown off. It was breaking news in my neighborhood. Yeah. And, and it I, was fucking funny. 
I have not seen that car <laughs> return yet, but it, may, it might come back one day. You never know. I, I don't know the, how these things work. The penis mobile. Maybe it was somebody trying to get somebody to quit parking in their spot. Well, now it's so like every time parking. you park at my spot, we're going to put a dodo on your hood with super glue. It, no, there was no super glue, but when I did go back out later that day, they had finally removed it, and there was a nice ring on their hood where it had been sitting that the suction cup had pulled up some of the, <laughs> that sucks. Some of the metal a little bit. Well, I don't feel so bad. It was probably some dumbass college student. Yeah, probably. I don't know. That makes me sound old. God. Because you are old, Chris. Yeah. Hey, now. You're just the baby temporarily again. Naki Willie will be back yeah. soon. Then you're not the youngest again. <laughs> Uh, temporarily babied. Temporary. So Chris is old, and apparently I'm the ancient one. Um, or a dinosaur. You could take your pick. I'd rather be the ancient one. I'm I don't know. Dinosaur. I think I'd want to be a dinosaur. I want Tyrannosaurus Rex, so he's got like the oh, short yeah. hands. Did you know? Okay, so I was reading my science news this week. Apparently, the Tyrannosaurus Rex had more than one set of, of lips and teeth, and it like like his jaw like or their jaw would like jut out. So you'd see the first set that like is like the popular one in movies, but underneath, like there was another like row where he could roll up another set of lips, and then there would be more teeth. And I was like, "That's really cool." And then he also had feathers, which is also really funny to me because I'm just like. So T Rex was like a xenomorph <laughs> from the Alien movies. Yeah, actually. <laughs> cool. Well, I, I knew they like, said that they changed their mind that they all had feathers because dinosaurs are all basically birds and not lizards. Yeah. But then I just think of, like, T-Rex trying to, like, flap his little wings and then <laughs> <laughs> having multiple lips. <laughs> like, it makes him less ferocious and more, like, hilarious to me. Yes. Much much more in line with a Disney cartoon than Jurassic Park. Right. I ain't scared of you, you big turkey. I will attack you, turkey face. I'll cook yeah. you for Thanksgiving, T-Rex. Mmm, delicious Thanksgiving dinner with T-Rex. <laughs> Deep fat fried roasted T Rex. I wonder what that would taste like. So we need to find I mean, someone is... who has a time machine and go back and roast some T Rex. So, weird fun fact about me: when I watched the Flintstones, and you know that what in the in the intro where um, he she would bring out the giant plate of ribs and like tip over the car with it because I don't mm -hmm. know if you guys remember. The I do remember like that. that. I always wanted to eat that and just be like, "What would that taste like?" Hell yeah. <laughs> What would a brontosaurus taste like? Because that would be delicious, I bet. Yeah, there was a lot of meat on them ribs. Right? <laughs> I'm just like, damn, those are some really good ribs. I want some. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a total meat-eater carnivore, by the way. <laughs> no. All the bacon well, quotes and things like that <laughs> spanning four years? I'd have no idea, Naki. I mean, I've tried to be a vegetarian, and I was sad through We're that not, entire no time. We're not designed to be vegetarians. I'm designed to be eating meat all the time. Humans oh are omnivores. Please don't take that out of context. <laughs> that, is, that is quite out of context, I might add. <laughs> meat. That's not much better, Naki. <laughs> That's not much better. I just Naki's I'm, a meat eater. Now I'm hungry. I always get hungry on this show because you always end up talking about food. And it used to be you had a cupcake cookbook right behind you. And I would get distracted by cupcakes. Ooh. Um, hang on. No, don't do it. Don't do it. I will turn off your camera. I am the producer. Producer says no. Simply scones. Oh, I don't like scones. Go ahead. Okay. Do I look British to you? Yes. Really? I mean, I don't know what British people look like. 
They look like Americans until they open their mouth. Is that a joke on accent or bad teeth? I'm not sure which. I was going for accent. I was thinking Austin Powers, so I went that route. Yeah, either way it works, though. Really. <laughs> got, okay, so I've got... Right up here, I've got the Baker's Dozen cookbook. I've got Now Eat This. I've got Hungry Girl. I've got the Scones book over here. I've got... Shut up, Naki. Dishy Dessert. <laughs> I'm hungry now, damn it. Another Hungry Girl. Stop yeah. it. Stop it. That's yeah. far too many cookbooks. I like cookbooks. There's the bad girl. The good girl's got Shut up, to having... Hang on. This one This one has nothing to do with food. Okay, There's good. The, the Good Girl's Guide to Bad Girl Sex. Someone gave that to me when I was in the hospital. Interesting. Um, so I think we need to have a new game. What's on Naki's bookshelf? And see if we can Oh, man. Out especially after last week. And I got all these free books. Like, just piling up. And there's there's there is the gay erotica van, vampire fiction book. That we thought we it. showed a penis on screen with? I don't think we yeah. did. No, it was a thumb. Okay. Here's a thumb. <laughs> that boy got a big thumb. <laughs> um, yeah. Lap pinkies. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. So you guys know what happens when I don't know where to go with something and we haven't done the news. I hit. I hit the button. Live from the ATG and Studios on uh, the internet. It's the news of the week. So in an effort to feel less awkward about random vampire penis talk, I have decided we're going to do the news of the week now, which is that time in the show where we share with you all in the peanut gallery and listening at a later date what we think is the most important or the most interesting news that's happened since the last podcast. And I'm going to toss to Anthony first because I'm afraid Naki's going to talk about vampire ween again if I go to her first. (laughs) No, but it is scary stuff, so we got that going for us. There you go. Uh, my news of the week is uh, casting news. More coming out of Marvel. They did uh, the official release of the additions to the cast to Thor Ragnarok, which a bunch of it was already rumored, but having it actually confirmed is good. So we got uh, Kate Blanchett will be uh, Hela, who is basically the queen of hell in the, the Thor universe. Jeff Goldblum is playing the Grandmaster, which should be fucking awesome. I was going to say, so that's basically another, I was excited. I love Jeff yeah. Goldblum. Well, that, yeah, and the Grandmaster is like the scheming, conniving character, so to see him on a godlike level scheming should just be just fun as hell. So I think the best um, comment I saw on Twitter about Jeff Goldblum's casting is someone said, does Chris Hemsworth <laughs> realize he's no longer the sexiest man on Thor? <laughs> and then they well, posted that, that the picture thing. of Jeff Goldblum like laid out on his side. That's always all over. Oh the yeah, the, yeah, the promo shot of him like the seventies. Yes, but yeah, it, it's one of those things. Someone I had read an article. Someone was mentioning that, that Thor is the only series in Marvel where the main character is constantly outshined by the other cast members. I love the Thor movies. I don't care what anybody. Oh, says. the Dark World no, is no, steaming pile. I of like them. I like them. Honestly. Thor is hardly ever like the big deal. Like he's not the main focus. The Dark World is the worst film in the MCU, Naki. What? Yeah. It's a fun movie, but it is the worst movie in the MCU. Oh no, see, I can't agree with that. What's the worst movie in the MCU then? I was gonna say no, but now I'm trying to think of something that I liked less than Thor the Dark World, and I'm having trouble. I honestly, okay, and you guys are going to hate me for it, but Age of Ultron, I hated Age oh, of Ultron. It's not, as, it's not as good as the other ones, but it is not the worst <laughs> in the MCU. And then I also, I didn't, it, mm, I see, Age of Ultron kind of to- ties with uh, the Iron Man with Whiplash, because I couldn't stand that guy. 
Iron, Iron Man, Man 2. 2. Is that the second one? Yeah, yeah. I hated it. So, like, yeah, but those that two one movies, had Sam really Rockwell like. dancing around as Justin Hammer. And that yeah. movie is worth watching just for fucking Sam Rockwell. But see, you could see Sam Rockwell in so many other movies where it was good. Yeah, but you can't see him in the Marvel Universe unless you watch Iron Man 2. But, uh, no. See, I've only... The the way that I see it, if I watched a Marvel movie more than once, then I enjoyed it. But I never watched Iron Man 2 more than once, and I never watched Age of Ultron more than once. <laughs> I've watched them all at least five times minimum. Good well, lord. Nerd. Anthony, you need to get laid. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That, that wouldn't change how much I watch these movies, sadly. <laughs> it Are wouldn't you even sure? slow me down. I'm yep. pretty positive it should slow you down from watching a movie more than five times. I'm if on you my actually fourth... got laid every now and then. I'm on my fourth watch through of Deadpool since I picked it up Friday. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not even been out barely a week. How? What What? Go what have you done laid. this weekend besides watch, all, watch a Deadpool? Actually, I spent... Almost eight hours yesterday doing drawings for Pacifist. We did a work party downtown at a business office in a conference room. We locked ourselves in and just I just drew for almost the entire time. How the hell have you so, seen Deadpool almost five times then? <laughs> because it's Do you not sleep. Not much. <laughs> okay. Not not a sponsored thing. Go get these things. They're called Z Elites. They're for people who are bodybuilders or whatever, but they put you to sleep. They give you fucked up dreams, but they also are fat burners. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, go get yourself ripped and sleep a little. and <laughs> Or you uh, could just get enough. laid. I'm and good. get laid. <laughs> <laughs> eh, I'll work on that later. I'm not really too concerned about it. Your penis <laughs> needs you there to is, get laid. There is no love like the love of thine own hand, right? That's true. Can't knock oh. masturbation. It's sex with someone he loves. That was the awesome thing. Have you guys bought the DVD or the blue Deadpool Blu-ray yet? Yes. No. On the inside sheet with your code comes the go ahead and touch yourself testicular self-exam instructions written by Deadpool. Huh. It's fucking awesome. We have to go get the Deadpool Blu-ray. <laughs> For those listening to the podcast, that was Naki leaning over to tell boyfriend they have to go and get the Deadpool Blu-ray now. It's also because it's actually from the Testicular Cancer Awareness Foundation, so it's like actual factual information about self-testing, but it's written as if Deadpool's telling you how to do it, so it makes it fucking funny. Yeah, between that and the ED commercials and fucking everything, like nothing is better than Deadpool's marketing. The, but, the, the people mean, at Fox just destroyed it. I think it's actually kind of cool that he's doing, like, testicular cancer stuff, too, on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> Even with marketing. Like, yeah, because it, it's, it's another huge joke, but it's actual good information for people. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Ryan Reynolds is just the best thing ever. <laughs> I would touch his man tackle. Sorry, boyfriend. What? I'd beg him. There, there's certain people you've got to have your like top two that you're allowed to cheat on with an automatic pass list. Everyone's got to have. That. I feel like I feel like Ryan Reynolds is the automatic pass for everybody though. The, the girlfriend and I agreed that if you sleep with Patrick Stewart, it's fair regardless of the sex you are. That's that's not considered cheating. Fair enough. Yes, I think Marina Bacard should be on that list too. Yeah, uh, Scarlett Johansson got put on that list, so I was good with that. Mm, nice. No, see, I, I'm I, I could see Marina. But uh, I'm I'm a Kara Knightley fangirl. Oh yeah. yeah, I've seen her boobs, and I'm just like me yes. too. That naked photo shoot was awesome. All right, so oh, see, um, I was talking about Domino. 
where she's naked in the movie. I've heard that as well. But we didn't we I realized we just didn't finish talking about all the casting news in <laughs> Thor Ragnarok because we got distracted by Naki yep. loving the film and my <laughs> thinking it was poop. Well, you know. All right. We also have uh, Tessa Thompson from Creed and Selma is going to play Valkyrie. And then um, what will probably be the physical main bad guy to oppose Thor is going to be Scourge, the Executioner, played by Carl motherfucking Urban. So that will probably be the best part. Basically, Scourge is the, the, the power for Hela. She just has him running around kicking ass. So, yeah, that, that will be awesome just because it'll be... We're more than likely going to get to see a really awesome uh, Carl Urban, Chris Hemsworth fight. And then it has been confirmed that Mark Ruffalo as Banner and the Hulk will be in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, and let's also not forget that, I don't know, Chris Hemsworth is coming back, Tom Hiddleston is coming back, and probably Sir Anthony Hopkins is coming back. Yeah, they said Anthony Hopkins is coming back, so more than likely it'll be, it might just be for a shot or two to show us that basically, you know, spoiler alert for those that don't remember, Odin is dead and Loki has taken the throne, in, but he's disguised as Odin. I don't know so, if yeah, he's probably, dead. Well, he's at least not there. Yeah, he's yeah. comatose is what I read into it. Yeah, he's in Loki did Odin's something sleeping. to him. Yeah, he's Odin yeah. sleeping. Loki did something. But yeah, so we'll, we'll at least get Anthony Hopkins to show us that Loki is basically hiding in the guise of Odin so I to took hold power. All of this casting news I took as a sign as Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios realized, oh yeah, the Dark World was kind of shitty. So I guess we should uh, do something to get people hmm. more interested in it. I like. Thor, no, there's Thor. nothing wrong with liking it. Just in comparison to the other MCU films, I think it is not the best one, and I think it is. Near I will the agree, bottom it's not the, the best. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I own it. I've watched it multiple times. But yeah, I have trouble thinking of a Marvel movie I like less than it, which is a, is a weird did. thing. I, I can list a, a bunch of DC movies I like less than it. I can. I can, I can do that. Well, you could like <laughs> just list all the DC movies except for the Nolan Batman's, and I think you'd be okay. And the 78 Supermans. Well, yeah. yeah the, I mean, like, if, you, if we're going back all the way, then, I mean, I really, obviously, the Michael Keaton Batmans were really good, and you've got the, the Christopher Reeve Supermans, which were really good. But then after that, you have to wait until the Nolan Batmans, and then after that, you don't have anything. So there, There's a long down, down period. So <laughs> that being said, while I might not enjoy Thor The Dark World the most compared <laughs> to other films, let's remember, it is still fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with a 66%. So there yeah. you go. So it's, put that in your fun. pipe and smoke it, Zack Snyder. <laughs> I don't know why and I did there, that. There was another can. piece of casting news, because if, if I remember correctly, last week, didn't we say that they had confirmed that Michael Keaton was out as Vulture? They they confirmed he was out last week, and then there was a twist that happened this early, earlier this week. Yeah, where apparently now he's confirmed to be back in at least negotiations. Deadline reported it was a done deal. I'm not sure 100%. I haven't seen that elsewhere. I did report on it on Nerd Alert News, but they did say it's a done deal, and part of what had held that up was trying to have the money for both him and Robert Downey Jr. Since Robert Downey Jr. signed his deal, presumably they saw how much they could afford to pay for Michael Keaton now and were able to make a deal from that. I was going to say, I mean, you keep pushing that barrel of money towards them, they're going to take yeah. it. Well, it makes you wonder if it was one of those, like, those agent things where they're like, okay, we're going to say that he's not in the movie and see what the public uproar is to see if that'll push Marvel and Disney to back up the truck a little with a little bit more money. Right. And let's also keep in mind, they have not confirmed he's the vulture yet. It is just speculation that he will be the vulture. Marvel slash Disney slash Sony have not confirmed that yet. Yeah. God, he needs to be, though. He's so fucking perfect for that role. And we don't need another goddamn Norman Osborn. 
I'm sure he'll get brought up at the end so they can have him in the next one. Did you also hear the other bit of news coming out about uh, Spider-Man Homecoming? It's kind of a natural segue. Uh, Supposedly, Marvel Studios is considering having Vincent D'Onofrio come in and have a cameo appearance as the oh, Kingpin yeah. in Spider-Man that would make Homecoming. Sense. Yeah, rumors of the Kingpin, which would be awesome. Yeah, to also connect it to the 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 Netflix street level villains. It's I kind mean, of they... interesting timing on that because I don't know if you guys had seen it last week. Chloe Bennett was doing a panel and kind of complained about the fact that the connection between the TV and the movie universe is kind of one way. Here's a way to kind of reverse that. Yeah, I still don't watch the TV shows outside of the Netflix series. I still don't watch like Agents of Shield. I've never seen Agents of Agent Carter or anything like you're that. Pro- so. You're why Agent Carter got canceled, Naki. Way to go. Probably. I mean, that's fine. The uh, petition on change.org for Netflix to uh, pick up Agent Carter is up over 100,000 signatures in nine days now. Nice. Comic book show with a female lead, and you couldn't be bothered to watch it. Um, See how you are? It's basically, I don't have time to keep <laughs> watching TV shows. The end. <laughs> Agent Carter was good. I watched all of it. And I, I liked it. The nice thing was is they did wrap it up at the end of season two, where it has a good ending to where if we never see that character again... There's there's no loose ties that weren't fixed in the storyline, so that's good. Let's be honest, the writing was on the wall that that show was going to go away because the ratings were not yeah, very good th- in season two. Yeah, they knew. It's a good show, it's just it didn't catch on near as well as it should have to continue. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this season ended fucking strong. Like, they had some crazy shit going on in that show. I haven't seen anything I- since the winter finale. That's why I haven't said anything, but it's, yeah, it, it ramped up to another really good uh, season finale. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is fucking, it's it's a really well-written comic book show. I did not see as much promotional material for Agent, or for Agent Carter season two as I did for season one, though. Now that I think, like, now that I'm thinking I don't watch commercials, it. so I can't really speak to that. I don't know. Well, I yeah, mean. I usually I, only see the promotions in the, the comic books, and Marvel went as hard with Agent with season two as they did season one, but that's in the Marvel comics, so that's free advertising. But I mean, I would see like billboards and stuff, and I didn't even see that for for season two. Hmm. No, I don't but know. I wouldn't have gotten those that. here. I, I I live in Chicago. There's billboards when you yeah. We don't like, really have those out here in the boonies. Part of the problem with Agent Carter is the fact that it was on during the winter time slot. I mean, it was during the winter hiatus for Agents of Shield. That's when they put Agent Carter on. That's tough. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the crazy thing is, I did. I like that layout, though. I like the idea that if you're going to have a show like Agents of Shield that goes on a standard hiatus every year, that you had a fill-in show that's from the same universe, the same company, and sometimes the same, you know, possible inter, you know, crossing over storylines, even though it's from a different time period. That was a really cool design for the writers to work with. They just, yeah, they, they couldn't get it, couldn't get as many eyes on it as they needed. It was interesting, but like I said, the writing was on the wall because of the ratings, and also if you go back and look, there was the fact that Haley Atwell signed a deal to do a new pilot for ABC, and suspiciously, well, SP brought this up, is about that same time, that's when she shut down her Twitter account, as if she might know something was coming, and I don't know. Who knows? It's kind of a bummer. She had fun tweets because they did all those dub smash videos. Yeah, she probably didn't want to deal with all the, just, you know, there would probably be a couple hundred thousand really unhappy fans that would have been tweeting her. And that's not some that's not the type of negativity you want in your daily life. No. That's true. Because it's not her fault the show got canceled. She didn't cancel the show, but she would be the one that would catch most of the backlash for it. That's true. But we've been talking about 
comic book TV shows. I'm going to move on for my news because it's also about comic book TV shows. Is they did all the television up fronts this week, and uh, Mark Pedowitz, the CW's chief, was oh. asked about the upcoming crossover for the Flareoverse. Yes, I'm using that term. Berlanti verse. Fla- Anthony's with flipping so me the bird, wait. audio listeners. <laughs> oh, wait, with Supergirl going, it would it be Falero Girl? Falero Per? Well, we don't even have Legends of Tomorrow in that title either. But Yeah, Falero. I'd still have to fit Legends in there. You have to. All four shows have to be in it if you're going to make a word out of it, or call it the goddamn Berlanti verse. So. Here, here's the interesting part. Uh, Mark Pedowitz said during the upfront that there are plans for DC's Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl to cross over with Flash and Arrow next yeah. season. So you're yeah. going to get the four TV shows crossing over. He said he has faith that the crossover event will be, quote, the biggest one ever, but provided no additional details. So probably expect that in December. Uh, common fan theory right now, Crisis on Infinite Earths. And that's how you bring the Supergirl world into the Flaro world. world. Yep. Which, yeah, it's it's a given that it'll be the biggest because, I mean, two shows have crossed over before. That's happened. Like, in the 70s, they did it. They did it again in the 80s. And we saw it with Flash and Arrow. I don't think there's ever been anybody that's even tried to get four TV shows to cross over into one storyline. Well, they should be able to pull it off more easily since they're all on the same channel now. You won't have the same problem yep. you ran into this year where the uh, Supergirl crossover didn't really make sense based off what was going on in The Flash. Although they've had timing issues between Flash and Arrow this year too, a little bit, yeah. But stuff hasn't quite, yeah, hasn't quite lined up. Agents of Shield, Captain America, Winter Soldier timeline, yeah, where they fucking nailed it. So, but that shit's hard to do. I just thought it was pretty cool the fact that they are planning to cross over all four shows. That is really cool. I mean, we all knew Supergirl moving up there led to that opportunity, and they didn't shut the door on the fact that everyone could get back to we'll call it Earth Three, where Supergirl is. Which yeah, it makes sense. They they need to bring her in. Then then the only problem is you have to deal with you know the whole do sex machina for the writers. Oh, why is Ollie having so many problems when he could just call Flash and fucking Supergirl? No, and they have her they fucking just ignore that man. Destroy I mean, shit. Let's be honest. <laughs> last week's episode of the Flash, where all these metas are out and they're like, I don't know how Barry's gonna do it on his own. I was like, why don't you just call Oliver and bring in Team Arrow if you need help? And, they, and the rest they just of the team, don't. yeah. It's okay. Well, sometimes they sometimes they deal with it because they'll have you know other stuff going on in the other shows at the same time. But other times, yeah, it's like, well, if that, nothing's really happening over here, why don't you call your fucking buddy? I've determined that this should be named Legends of Flareo Girl. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Chris, hit that hit that button. Hit, 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 hit that button. Nah, nah, I, I don't mind that one. Uh-huh. Shut up, Naki. <laughs> Do it myself. Or Super Flareo Legends. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> See? What's wrong with just calling it the Berlantiverse? Because it's all Greg Berlanti. Because then you're crediting it to one person when there's multiple people involved and all that. Yes, he spearheaded uh-huh. a lot of it, but that doesn't happen without Stephen Amell or Grant Gustin or the writers' rooms from all of that. So, yeah, yeah but none of them even get to that point without Greg Berlanti. He's the one that got or the show Andrew Kreisberg Greenland. or the CW. There's multiple people that are involved behind all of that. Kreisberg Legends was of Flair grow forever. all right nagi i I find it acceptable acceptable i find it's time for another donut oh we know them donuts eat those donuts anthony (laughs) nagi what you use this week (laughs) i'm taking video game news this week hooray huzzah Um, 
So the trailer came out, which generally means that the game's going to come out way earlier than what uh, is actually being said. But the trailer came out for Sister Location, the next episode of the Five Nights at Freddy's universe, which is uh, way creepier because it brings in animatronic clowns. So yay for that. Um, and so the first time I watched the trailer, I was sitting in a restaurant and I kind of just watched it on low volume on my phone. And so I didn't get the full extent of the trailer as to when I put on my headphones this morning and I watched it. And um, throughout it, you hear, don't hold us against us. Don't hold it against us. Don't hold it against us. Don't hold it against <laughs> That's us. only slightly creepy. Throughout the entire thing where you're watching these animatronic faces unfold and come back together and then you see a clown and this dancer and like <laughs> and it's I don't there's no story being cast yet because obviously the game has not yet come out. All you know is that this is Five Nights at Freddy's sister location. Um They've been teasing it on Scott Cawthorn's website for about a month now. All it says on his website is sister location. And then um, the trailer came out yesterday. It's really creepy. It looks like it's going to probably stay in the same uniform of the Five Nights at Freddy's games where you're trapped in one spot and you can only go like this, like right, rotate right and left, open and close doors, um, turn on and off lights. I could be wrong. Like I said, the game hasn't actually come out yet. All I know is, don't hold it against us, was really, really creepy in my <laughs> morning. <laughs> and I don't, you guys haven't played Five Nights, have you? I have nope. not. I It's not really my kind of game. The girlfriends played it and thought it was creepy, but fun. A um, little bit of game time I've done has been Ratchet and Clank, and I haven't even finished that the first time through on easy. So that tells you how much I'm not playing video games. That's because you've been watching <laughs> Deadpool like 6,000 times. Yeah. Deadpool and <laughs> well, I can draw while I watch Deadpool. every Marvel movie. Yeah, I, I can't draw while I'm playing Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> That's kind of the thing with video games is that you have to be able to set aside the time for it. And like for me, marathon training, like by the time that I'm done with it, I'm just like, and I'm ready for bed. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to think. So, because I, I, I don't have time to work out in the morning, or I'm trying to make time to work out in the morning and get up my ass out of bed. The rock clock is helping with that, but at the same time, I'm still like... So what ringtone are you using for the rock clock, Naki? I am currently on um, Good Morning Sunshine. Nice. Uh, is that the one where he sings? Yes. <laughs> Sunshine. Get your ass out of bed. <laughs> I was threatened with bodily harm if I used the rock clock to wake up in the mornings. I haven't yet tested my uh, luck yet. Well, I mean, I did it. I did it once with boyfriend, and I got angry boyfriend morning, so I haven't <laughs> used it when he sleeps here. After that, <laughs> grumpy boyfriend is not fun boyfriend. I figure I'll start using it when I move to my new place. I'm gonna start doing yoga in the mornings, but. The roommates wouldn't appreciate it now, so I'm waiting. That's probably a nice thing to do as a roommate. Plus, it's been fun not working out. In the past three weeks, I've gained five pounds. Yay! Are you bulking? You could say you're bulking. <laughs> That's one word for it. <laughs> I've pretty much worked out nonstop for 18 months. I, I was ready for a break. Yeah, that happens. I, know, yeah, I got too much artwork to work on. I'll work on artwork until I move. Once I get into a new place this summer, I'll restart my workout routine. These next five months is basically just working out a lot and running a lot. 
So yeah. I understand that. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. time for some downtime. It's going to be hot and sweaty. Blech. <laughs> yeah! That's right. It's hot and wet. Good with you with a woman? Ain't no good for you in the jungle. Sexy? I'm going to drink my water here. <laughs> Chris, did you do yours news of the week? I can't even I, remember. Yeah, I did. It was the crossover yeah. stuff. I had to stop and think for a second. Oh, yeah. I was like, did I do my news? I don't honestly remember. We're, we're, we're off. It's, yeah, it's, it's, we're, all, we're all weirded out because we don't have a fourth. <laughs> Willie, you fucked up our mojo. God damn it. That implies we had mojo to begin with. Oh, we, we got mojo. mojo. We, we got, got motherfucking mojo jojo. Mojo jojo. Mojo jojo. Because I am mojo jojo. Right we'll destroy then. you stupid little girls. So you guys do remember we are part of a network, right? What? Yeah. This is a show? I've, I've told you guys that I thought. And I don't know. Maybe we've just been keeping it secret for years is at this, this point. This show? What we do don't we do? Believe you. This is I not this a Fuck. This is just <laughs> a social hangout that occurs every Sunday that sometimes gets recorded and uploaded as a podcast format. I thought we were just talking. Oh. Well, you know, we kind of just treat the show that way because it's more fun that way. <laughs> Damn right. I learned that from the Night Attack guys. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. We are part of a network, and we try to highlight on occasion some of the other shows on the network. We've got 17 active shows. There's a lot a lot of programs on the network. But this week, we want to talk about episode 146 of the official GunnaGeek.com podcast entitled, No One Likes Nickelback, because nobody likes Nickelback. Does anyone in here like Nickelback? I like Nickelback. Uh, I got <sighs> mad at my spoofy because it recommended Nickelback to me, and I was like, no, spoofy. Thought we were friends. I don't even know what a spoofy is. Or Spotify. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I was like, does she mean Spotify? I'm confused. So yeah, why... I heard Siffy. I hadn't heard spoofy. Yeah, so why was it entitled that? Because if you don't realize, SP's bump to start the show as always. He's the old fuddy-duddy that likes Nickelback. But SP did return <laughs> after his two-week <clears throat> mandatory vacation to discuss a certain dwarf planet. Steven goes hyper for the Hyperloop. And Chris bent his pants on the next... What? What, how does Steven uh-huh. write these things? Uh-huh. And Chris bent his pants on the next James Bond in SP Space Symposium. He tells you all about the Herschel Telescope. Doesn't and this is sense. why Chris should read it before he reads it live. Hey, eh, Chris, I was what does bending your pants mean? I don't know. I think it's some kind of wacky Canadian slang. Or you took your pants off It means off he loses his never allowed to wear pants like again. This. No, I didn't. I mean, the story I talked about there is how the betting on the next James Bond has ceased now the bookies have even stopped taking bets because it looks almost like it's a done deal that'll be tom hiddleston so how it goes from bookies to my pants i'm not quite sure really um loki i thought that they were see go watch the night manager then you then I need you'll to, see i need to watch that but i i i adore tom hiddleston i i don't know I don't, he doesn't have that that look to him that well, like the bond. He'll have, have to buff up a little bit, I imagine. But the He's reason very thin. the reason this has happened is because evidently he had a meeting two weeks ago with Sam Mendes, who's the director of the current Bond films, and one of the Broccoli's, who is the people that own the rights to James Bond and do the production on it. So they have kind of closed betting because it seems oddly strange that he's had this meeting. And remember. Um, Daniel Craig does not want back in. He said something to the effect of, "I'd sooner slip my, I'd sooner break this glass and slip my wrist than do another Bond movie." Yeah, he does not. He want doesn't seem to like that job anymore. 
What about Idris Elba? I think uh, he's busy with Roland. the... Yeah, he's in South Africa right now shooting the Dark Tower series. Oh, they've already true. showed they've already showed images of him in costume. He looks fucking awesome. But it was very weird because in the photo, he's walking down the set. He's got the big sandalwood grip pistols on his legs. He's got a little bandana on and a cowboy outfit, and he's holding a fucking iPhone in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks really weird. I love that man. I oh, I can't so wait. Much. Fucking... Like one of the my one of my favorite actors of this generation, playing probably my favorite fictional character ever. That movie's going to be so fucking amazing. It could be interesting. And again, I will say for people that don't buy the whole Hiddleston could do Bond thing, go and watch the Night Manager, where he's basically playing a deep cover spy that has to be charming and suave with people and get inside their heads and do stuff. It's very good. Plus, it's also got um Hugh Laurie in it, who is. Awesome as the bad guy. I will caution you. Episode one is a lot of buildup. Um, is that on any? Is that streaming on anything? It's on AMC, and if you subscribe to AMC through your cable provider, it's available on demand or on their website. You just have to log in through your cable company's credentials Mm. to do it. Don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't think he has the acting chops to play Bond. That's not it at all. I the look. He he seems like the wrong choice for the look of a Bond. He's very, but, like I said, he's very, very thin. I mean, that doesn't mean he can't bulk, but, like, because I've, I've met him in person, and, like, I was afraid I was going to break him. Well, let's let's remember, though, that Daniel Craig's kind of the aberration in Bonds recently. That dude's a freaking mountain. And you go and look at yeah. some other Bonds, none of them were quite built like and, Daniel Craig is. And truthfully, if you go back and look at the original um, audition for Thor, when Tom Hiddleston auditioned for Thor, not Loki, he was bigger. Like he had some muscle on it, so I mean, yeah, he can't put on the size. I'm just, I'm just saying, just literally his face, just the the way his facial structure is. He just, he seems like a weird choice for Bond. Makeup can fix that though. Contouring is a is an amazing thing. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, and he'll be done up, and you know, he'll have his hair all spiffy in a nice suit. But yeah, because I mean, the guy's a fantastic fucking actor. I mean, let's be honest, it'll just be, it'll be a, it'll be a big change after the the Craig Bond. Let's be honest, uh, that guy, if he could be both Loki and James Bond, um, he's got two mega franchises then, and no shit, he's set for life. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. There's not much Tom Hiddleston can't do if he puts his mind to it. Yeah, I mean, you know how much Daniel Craig hates the role when he was rumored to be offered sixty eight million pounds to do two more movies, and he basically told them to go f themselves. Wow. Yeah. I wonder why he hated it so much. It's a lot of work that has to go into that. I mean, the production schedule is grueling, and then it's the promotional schedule, I think, that gets a lot of people because... Yeah, I think it's the promotional stuff because Bond is worldwide. Like, he has to hit, like, what is it, like, 32 cities or something every time a movie comes out? And he'd said stuff in the past he wanted to go back to doing other movies than just James Bond. Yeah. Yeah, I wish it on those, but by the time they wrap one and finish production and all the promotional stuff, he starts shooting the next one. Like, it's fucking boom, 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 nonstop. Wasn't he a stage actor too? Wouldn't surprise me. I don't know off the top of my head. I thought he. Was, I think Daniel Craig was a stage actor, so he probably like there's there's something about doing stage acting versus film acting that's just very appealing. See, I think you get more probably just a, miss it hanging out with Guy Ritchie. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I the the thing is is that like stage acting you get the instant gratification, whereas film acting you have to wait for your gratification. So. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do my random who I'd love to see be James Bond, and that's Patrick Stewart. 
You want to see Patrick Stewart in every role. Like, if you could recast Civil well, War... In, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, I think Patrick Stewart would make an awesome M or higher up within MI6. Now, I'm He'd not saying replace him, because Ray Fiennes is really good. Yes, Lord Voldemort is M right now in the uh, James Bond movies. But see, That's how you keep yourself unrecognizable in a franchise. You have him take your fucking nose off. Yeah. I don't even think of Ray Fiennes when I think of fucking Voldemort. Because it doesn't look like him at all. That's a lot of makeup. (laughs) And a lot of CGI, because they CGI'd the face, too. Yeah, because you have have to CGI a nose off. You can't just do that with makeup. Yeah, so there's that news. If you want to find out more about the James Bond casting and the betting around it, go check out the official GunnaGeek.com podcast over at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. But before we start wrapping this up, so I'm not accused of giving short shift to DC Comics, did you guys hear they're going to do a Harley Quinn movie now? Yeah, woo. Yeah, that's what I said, too. Is it going to star What's-Her-Face from Suicide Squad? It'll be Margot yeah. Robbie in it, but it's going to be a David Iyer film, so I'm less intrigued. And I will watch it. I'm sure you will. Yeah, and then you'll take it out in public and self-love all over the place. I think it's, uh, Possibly. Ver- it's very soon to start talking about doing a Harley Quinn movie when Suicide Squad hasn't come out yet. I mean, all early indicators are that Harley Quinn is one of the highlights of it and is an interesting character, but... You're betting the farm on something that hasn't been proven to people yet. And remember, these are the same folks that decided Zack Snyder was going to be their savior to things and automatically gave him Justice League stuff before Batman v Superman came out. Yeah, but now we've seen the shift because you guys did see that Jeff Johns is basically now in charge, right? Yeah. So they're and, actually so that's the bummer in the correct direction. He wants to he wants to bring back hope and things like that, which I'm <laughs> all about. The only problem is he's not going to be writing any more comics. So Rebirth number one, I guess, is his last comic for the foreseeable future, which really bums me out. Uh, it would be worth looking stupid anyways. I'd rather have Jeff Johns fix the DC movie universe because that guy knows good stories. No, see, that's the thing. I, I completely disagree. He needs to fix the comics because there's nothing in DC that I read. Uh, Rebirth number one is their attempt to fix things. and that He hits. tried. He wrote Blackest Night. It was amazing. And then since then, eh. <laughs> and then after that, what was the last thing that was worth reading? Um, I mean, the most recent Batman arc was actually pretty good. Yeah, see, uh, Capullo Snyder Batman is the only thing I could even try to tell you to read. That's Capullo (laughs) Snyder, and that's it. (laughs) You're getting it because of those two guys, not necessarily the character. And I already guarantee you I'll be reading All-Star Batman because it's Scott Snyder paired up with random artists from time to time, and the first run is Snyder and John Romita Jr. I'm totally in on that. Yeah, and on Rebirth, the only book I've added to my pull list is Nightwing because Dick Grayson is back to being Nightwing. Don't I have a Rebirth series already? That's a Flash you might Rebirth. Have the, the, the first, yeah, there's Flash Rebirth, but that was a story. That's how they brought not Barry a universe. in. Yeah. There we go. That's how, I'm like, I have one. Yep. Yeah, that's when Barry came back. But and this ironically, is the Rebirth universe. written by Jeff Johns. <laughs> yep. Just just pointing that out. Now, Jeff no, Johns is there, your... there is There is good DC news, though, tonight on AMC. Oh, that's right. I forgot. You should tell people. Preacher is. is DC. It's Vertigo. I just started seeing, fucking... like, Awesome. I was going to say, I just started seeing stuff for it on my Facebook feed. It looks so good. And the fact that it's, yeah, it's basically two comic book geeks that push that show into production. Like, I think it's going to be awesome. I watched the first, uh, that was the first four or five minutes that they released. That's the the start of the show. It looks really, really fucking good. So I don't even need cable. I just need AMC. Like, that's, I I just want to pay for that one channel. Well, just get Sling TV and you get that as part of Sling TV. 
I might have to when I get my new place. Because, yeah, I, I just need AMC. I don't really need anything else. If I had Walking Dead and Preacher, I'm good. But you don't want Fear <laughs> of the Walking Dead? I mean, I watched it. It I was okay. Not. I tried to watch it. I watched half the first episode, and I have not touched it since. And I am I totally just, okay I with wanted, that decision. I, I wanted to see what Kirkman would do through the actual apocalypse, because it's him getting to go back and write that period. So it, it was interesting for that reason, but... Yeah, I mean, I definitely I don't care about the characters on that show the way I care about the characters on The Walking Dead because I haven't read about those characters in comics for 10 years. So, yeah, that that, that show, it, it's a little harder to care about. People die off on that show. I was like, eh, so what? Yeah, I don't disagree. So I'll be checking out Preacher tonight probably. Uh, one last news item I did want to bring up just because it's a big number and I thought it was really cool to mention. The Marvel Cinematic Universe has passed the $10 billion mark at the worldwide box office. Nice. So does that a $2 billion acquisition from Marvel by disney uh sound uh terrible anymore no no i was gonna say like i remember when when that happened and how many people were so pissed off and i'm like i'm 900 percent positive this is a good thing and then yeah everything i was out. only i was only angry about it because i was afraid disney was going to change stuff at marvel the actual comic book company but no, Mar- Disney's smart. They're like, no, just bring us our money. Well, Fucking that, do what you do, bring us our money. They sort of make those random tie-ins and don't make sense because remember when Tron Legacy came out and they basically had Tron variant covers for all the Marvel books that month that made absolutely yeah. no sense. Yeah, I mean, those th- that stuff was kind of weird. Var- variant yeah. covers are shitty and stupid in their own, so it doesn't really exactly. matter. Exactly. But yeah, they haven't changed, like, they didn't change the course of Marvel's universe when right. Disney took over. So yeah, they, they've been smart to basically be hands-off with the Marvel comics when it comes to the way things are written. Oh, so speaking of Marvel and their sometimes weirdness, uh, I was speaking with a coworker, and, okay, so you have to realize I don't read comics regularly anymore. I just kind of read the trades as I can. But so I remember when I was still working at the comic shop is when Angela came into the Gardens, Guardians of the Galaxy universe. Mm-hmm. Is she no longer in, like, anything I don't know if she's currently in a book. Basically, she was added in as um, Thor's missing sister. She's Asgardian now. Yeah, so she's Asgardian. She's the daughter that she's the daughter of Odin that nobody knew about, and she was in Guardians. But in the new Guardians, I know she's not in that book because that book I'm getting. Okay. That book has uh, Ben Grimm and Kitty Pride, uh, Agent Venom. Uh, yeah, Groot it's no longer and Rocket really. and Star Lord. I was gonna yeah, say so, Gamora's no longer in it. I knew that. Uh, she shows up in this issue. Oh, does she? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's um, issue eight. But yeah, that book's good. But yeah, and Angela's not in that one, so I don't know if she's in another title. Just because there, there's a lot of books at Marvel I'm not picking up. But yeah, that's the thing is that like I I thought it was weird that they brought her over. I thought it was even weirder that they made her as Guardian because like they're like it's the missing sister nobody knew about. It's like yeah, because she was <laughs> in a completely different story that had nothing to do with Marvel. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, it wasn't the worst thing I've seen him do. <laughs> they was still up there with some of their terrible things. That it was done weird. Um, and then, like, I haven't seen her since, so I was like, oh, I wonder if somebody knows about that, because I haven't seen anything. Yeah, yeah, I don't know where she is currently. I believe she's involved in the Thor books or something like that, because as I was skimming through one of the Comic Vine wikis, it said something about Asgard's assassin, so maybe that's her role now. I'm not sure. Mm. Could be as but, I'm not reading any of the Thor titles. No. That would be her and Loki team up. I would th- I would assume. It could be. I don't know. I, I can't I, see Thor being an assassin. So I've kind of trimmed back most <laughs> of my Marvel books to pretty much being Iron Man, Spider Man, and Star Wars. Well, now at this point, uh, Thor is Odin because yeah. he's not Thor anymore. I, he lost his arm and 
Is he's he? running shit. He's the all father. Okay. I wasn't sure about that. I, last I'd seen, he had lost the hammer, and Jane Foster had the hammer, and he was just called yeah. Odin's son at that point in time. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's running shit. He's the all father, and I yeah, and Jane, Jane is Thor. Jane is still on the Avengers, which is cool. She is yeah. Thor, and she is dying of cancer. So changing into yep. Thor is what helps to save her from that slightly. Yep, from what I love I'd Lady seen. Thor. So we should start wrapping things up since as I look at the time and we'll do that in a traditional way. It's a little bit we call what I'm into. It's our chance to share with the peanut gallery that's watching live and any listener listening at a later date, what we've been getting into, what we're planning on getting into, things like that. I'll start off. I watched Spectre last night because I got it for cheap at Target while I was out running errands and I (laughs) enjoyed it. It was an interesting way to see uh, the Daniel Craig run wrap up, but they suffer from the whole J.J. Abrams problem of, that's not a, that's not Khan. This is some other guy. Come on. We all knew that Christoph Waltz was Blofeld. We all called it. <laughs> Don't try and act like you're so smart that, oh, my real name is Ernest Blofeld. And we're like, yeah, we, we all guessed that months ago. Yeah. Don't yeah, double down and be like, oh, it's, it's not him. Uh, let's see. A couple other things. I backed the Stargate Atlantis comic on uh, Kickstarter probably about a year ago. In the mail yesterday, I received... Most of my uh, perks from that, which is issue number one, which ironically did come with a variant cover also, which is <laughs> which is pretty nice. cool. I got it because it was a Ronan Dex hand-painted, which was really cool, and also a signed Stargate Atlantis number one by Greg Larock, who was the artist for that, who you might know from the Return of Barry Allen arc in the DC Comics. Very cool. Nice. Um, they did also announce in the letter they sent with that that they are continuing their Stargate Atlantis book, but they will also be doing a Stargate Universe comic to continue the story from Stargate Universe. So American Mythology is going to be continuing both Atlantis and Stargate Universe. Very intrigued to see where that goes. And Universe ended on one hell of a cliffhanger. So that could be pretty cool. And if you want to read them for yourself, issue number one is available in Comixology. It's probably harder to find in your local shop because I'm not sure how many shops carry American Mythology as one of their uh, books. Um, if you special request it. If you special request, you can probably get it. I do know my local shop did not have it, so I bought directly from them, and as part of the Kickstarter rewards, I get digital copies of the first three issues. So, Very interesting read. Uh, one last thing. Uh, I want to kind of give some kudos to uh, Subaru, who are my car makers, and I'll explain why here in a second, but I had called their customer service hotline earlier this week because my bank had issued me a new credit card. So I had to call them because I have an extended warranty through Subaru, which charges my credit card once a month until it's all paid off. And I was like, Hey guys, I got a new card. I just need to know where do I go to give the updated information? And the guy in the customer service line was like, Oh, it's one of two numbers. He goes, I don't know which one's right, but I'll give them both to you. And he was real apologetic about like, Hey man, it's no problem. Thanks for your help. I eventually called, got all that taken care of. I get home from work on Thursday there's a box laying against my front door, a fairly decent-sized box that has a Subaru logo on it. I'm like, what the hell is this? The, the only thing that's been recalled for my car is just a software update, so it's not like they're sending me parts to fix. I open it up, and there's a card that says, hey, from from Subaru support, customer support, thanks for um, coming to us. We're glad we're able to help you. We wanted you to have this. And inside is a, a Dyson vacuum cleaner they sent me for free out of the blue. Nice. Yeah, I was like, you're going to send me it. Awesome. It's one of the Dyson V6s. It's the small handheld one, but it has like a big extension on it. But it's a $300 vacuum cleaner. And I was like, this is... It's a Dyson. Yeah, I'm like, this is completely out of the blue, but it is really cool. I mean, and it's not like I was pissed off they couldn't help me or anything. They just sent me that, I guess, because A, I called at the right time, or B, they felt that they did not help me appropriately and they were trying to keep me happy as a customer. So 
it was a pretty cool perk. I want to give kudos to them for treating their customers so well. And literally the only branding on it besides Dyson is there's like a Subaru sticker on the uh, vacuum cleaner itself. And there was a logo on the box. But other than that, it's exactly like what you'd buy from Amazon or Best Buy or anything like that. So pretty damn cool. And kudos to them. That's really cool. Yeah, it surprised the hell out of me. <laughs> that, that's how you keep a customer. I mean, I've always been happy with all the support and customer service I've gotten at their dealerships, but stuff like that, you're like, I'm going to recommend you to my friends. You guys treat me right. So that sunk cost of treating me right potentially gets them more customers. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, yes. That's a big part of customer service is that if you have bad customer service, everybody will tell you. Yes. Tell about it, you know, and if you have good customer service, nobody will really say anything. And if you have excellent customer service, then you say something. Yeah. So they treated me real well. And I just wanted to use this podcast because it's a platform in which I can be like, hey, these guys treat me real well. I doubt they're ever going to see it. But at the same time, if they do, thank you. It was awesome. I appreciate it. And that's what I've got for my stuff I've been getting into. Uh, Naki, what you been getting into? Um, so this week was one of my spike runs and I finally hit goal. Um, for those of you who have not been following, I've been running, I am training to run the Chicago marathon in October. Um, spike runs is where you run, uh, basically they'll either give you a set time or they'll give you a set amount of miles that you need to run. And my goal for the past, uh, three weeks has been four miles in one hour and I haven't been able to hit it. But this Saturday, as of yesterday, I am able to hit four miles in one hour. Woohoo! Nice. So I was really excited. I finally, um, so now my goal has been upped to four and a half miles per hour or five miles if I can hit to that. Five miles per hour is marathon pace. So nice. I am pushing towards the five miles per hour. Once I hit that, that's when I start going an hour and a half. And that's when I, you know, it just, this is how training goes. It's very slow. But the thing that's rewarding with this, and I can't say this for weightlifting despite, like, all I can see with weightlifting is my weight go up and I've hit that goal so many times that I kind of like am numb to it now. Like, okay, I said I was going to hit 200 pounds. I hit 200 pounds. Okay, now I want to hit 250. Okay, I hit 250. Like, you kind of get numb to it. With this, I've never been a runner. Um, I have asthma and I just, uh, it, it's, it's not something that I ever thought I could do. So to see myself progressing as well as I am and everybody saying that I'm progressing faster than I should um, is actually really, like, helpful and it's wonderful so there's that and I've been really excited about it um on top of that I got my first donation this morning guys <laughs> I'm so Yay. excited uh for and and it's um I don't know if I can I she probably don't care so Radhika thank you for the donation I appreciate it uh if you want to donate to Chicago Run the charity I am running this for um, the link is in my Instagram bio. It's crowdrise.com slash team midtown slash Jessica Hine, I think is so what it is. So if you want to make it simpler, we did do a short link to put in the show oh, notes here. It it's bit.ly slash Naki Marathon, where the N and M are capitalized for each first. And Naki is spelled N-A-K-I. Yes. And those and, will uh, that will be in the show notes for every episode up until when Naki runs the marathon. So if that's something you would like to help support her with, please go check that out in the show notes. bit.ly slash Naki Marathon. Thank you. And um, I will be doing my first volunteer uh, for the charity that I'm working with is on June 4th. I will be running a spring fun run with a bunch of kids who uh, are, you know, who we support with Chicago Run. And uh, we will be running a mile. And the kids are supposed to be adorable and fun. I don't, I don't actually know. I've never met any of them yet. But I'm told they are. Um, 
And so if you don't believe me that I'm actually doing this for charity, I'll actually have photographic proof that, hey, I'm doing this for charity. And if you want to join me in volunteering, if you're in the Chicagoland area, let me know. They're always looking for volunteers. So, and you get a free t-shirt, which is nice. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. Um, other than that, nerdy-wise, um, I've been playing Shovel Knight on my DS um, because it follows me around everywhere. And um, I don't know. Like, that's about it. Like, I really, I, I don't have time these days, and I feel bad. Uh, we've just been watching Game of Thrones, and that's about it. And I've been reading. Um, right now, I'm rereading the BFG from Roald Dahl. Nice. I'm going to give this to my nephew, because he would love it. And we already know what Anthony's been doing. It's called Watching Deadpool. Watching Deadpool. <laughs> that, too. That was not awkward <sighs> at all. I'm myself tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Even less awkward, I might say. <laughs> what else you been getting into, Anthony? Uh, I got the stack of comics. Yeah. Guardians is good. That's been a fun one. They're attacking the prison planet of the Badoon. Civil War 2 has started. Basically trying to put people in jail for things they're going to do in the future. So, now Tony Stark wants to arrest you for thought crime. Because he's an asshole. This is Minority Report, basically. Pretty much, yeah. It's Minority Report done with a... There's an Inhuman who just got a new superpower where he can see the future... And basically what they're going to do is prove that every time he sees the future, it comes true. There's no way to change it. So then, therefore, if he's infallible and he sees you commit a crime in the future, then you might as well be arrested because you're going to do it anyways. So yeah, so that's that's going to be the argument for Civil War II. Um, Avengers, they added in uh, Hank Pym's stepdaughter. We have a new Wasp. And the way they introduced the character is kind of cool. There's a weird thing where uh, Vision is accidentally attacking the team through time. It's it's a very very strange uh, confluence of events. But yeah, that book's been good. Uh, Power Man Iron Fist finished its first arc, and at the end of this issue, basically Power Man agrees that yes, they are back together as a team, and they're going to be heroes for hire again. Which basically, yeah, the whole first uh, yeah the first four issues was to get Luke to admit that he wants to hang out with Danny again and be Power Man and Iron Fist. So that's been a fun book. Uh, Old Man Logan is just crazy. Jeff Lemire's nuts, but he writes a good Logan. Grizzly Shark returns. When Ryan Otley is having fun, it's some of the funnest, weirdest shit in the world. It's just a shark running around the woods eating people. It's fucking great. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, The fix number two, Nick Spencer and Steve Lieber, the guys who did the Superior Foes of Spider-Man. It's them doing uh, two cops in Hollywood, and basically they're both awful, awful people, and they're the whole point of the story is how to basically sneak drugs past a dog in the airport at LAX. It's fucking amazing. It's one of the strangest cop stories I've ever read. And, yeah, it's Lieber, so the artwork is fantastic. He's the guy that did a whiteout with a, a Brubaker. People might know his artwork from that. Uh, Corey Walker is the artist uh, for this arc on Invincible. And, once again, Alan the Alien gets the shit kicked out of him because Kirkman just really likes hurting Alan. But Alan is kind of like Doomsday. Pretty much anything that doesn't kill him makes him stronger. So it's a little fun to see him get the shit kicked out of him because you know he's going to come back, and then the next time he won't be hurt by that again. So it, it's a good book. It's weird. Uh, um, and Vince dealing with the fact that he basically missed five years of his kid's life. He disappeared for five years in the storyline. And then speaking of Kickstarters, I got issue number one of Nora from uh, Cosmic Casey Pierce, a uh, friend of the... Weapon podcast, who has become uh, kind of the uh, writing friend, um, doing her a really who can dive into people's dreams 
and uses her ability to like pull kids out of comas. And cool book. Um, the Kickstarter finally showed up, and uh, the comic itself is awesome. And I sadly have to report that the United States Postal Service took the folder that had the oversized 11 by 17 print and folded it in half and shoved it into the mailbox because they are assholes. That's what happens to me with a lot of my stuff. So I generally put a comment on most of my quick Kickstarter stuff that says, please write, do not bend on it, because otherwise my mailman's going to fold it up to fit inside that mailbox. Yeah, and Casey didn't because she didn't do the fulfillment. So I, I let her know that just so she can know ahead of time for any more that she does. Yeah. But yeah, that's something that needs to be put on there to, that makes it better for people. And then um, I went to go get Funko Pops for a worker's... Uh, birthday that's coming up, and I found some more at Hastings that I just couldn't say no to. So I got White Goodman from Dodgeball because nice. I collect movie villains. Nice. And he actually has a little tiny Dodgeball, which is awesome. <laughs> and then I found one that I've been looking for forever, and I kind of freaked out when I finally saw one because when I saw they were doing the quest for the Holy Grail, I thought it'd be cool to get the villains from that. But we don't have an Entertainment Earth here. But apparently, my Hastings was able to get some of the exclusives from Entertainment Earth. So I have the Just a Scratch version of the Black Knight, which... Nice. If I can rotate it right. His arms are chopped off. <laughs> it is the coolest fucking Funko Pop ever. So yeah, I, I saw that and I kind of lost my shit. It's gorgeous. I got those and then uh, my Smuggler's Bounty came in. Which of course means more pop goodness. It's got... Uh, this time we got a Bosk pin, and the patch is Boba Fett. So that one was a really cool-looking patch this time. The T-shirt is all the bounty hunters. So it's just a bunch of, like, kind of sketched-out images of them. So basically, I finally have a T-shirt that has Boba Fett on it, even though it's not just a Boba Fett shirt. And then this month was bounty hunters. So it is IG-88 is the uh, Star Wars... Uh, Smuggler's Bounty exclusive, the world's most dangerous coffee pot. I like IG-88. And then I finally have a Boba Fett. Nice. And it's the flying Boba Fett. It's easier to see on the image. I was going to say, he's got kind of a fat head. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's a pop figure. They all have fat heads. But yeah, he's actually lifted off the ground by the, the exhaust from his rocket pack. So nice. it's a flying Boba Fett figure. So yeah, I was super stoked when I saw my Smuggler's Bounty this month because those are two really cool figures. And yeah, that T-shirt's nice. I don't have to go shopping anymore. Once a month, I get a new T-shirt with Funko Pop shit on it. So. Oh, and I forgot to mention I did pre-order the uh, Funko Pop 2-pack of Civil War Hawkeye and Spider-Man because I couldn't help myself. Someone is buying me that at work as thank you for basically me helping motivate her with her workouts. Yeah. Somebody ordered that for me as a thank you. So yeah, I get Spider-Man, and he comes with Cap Shield. He does, and I don't know if you guys had seen it. There is a Better Call Saul, uh, Jimmy McGill Funko Pop I saw in the wild yesterday. I would have bought it, but the box was just absolutely wrecked on it, and I was like, ah, eh, I'll find it. I again. See, when I buy those, those are the ones I take to work. Yeah, fair enough. Like I got um, Black Suit Spider-Man from Rite Aid, which was one of their exclusives, and some kid had taken the box and like chewed on it. It's like, oh, I'll buy that one, take it out of the box, and sit it on my desk at work, and just you know, out out of the box. That works. There's all Indeed. sorts. There's all sorts of cool fun codes out there. I have cut back a lot on purpose because I started to get out of control and I caught myself. They they want all my money. They, oh, they, they I know they do, money. and I'm not giving them any more of my money. I've decided, <laughs> unless it's something I really like, and very rarely do I buy them unless I find them in the wild. Is what I've decided. 
I might yeah. get all the Golden Girls. The Golden Girls ones do look cute. They do look pretty cool. Yeah, I've been trying to avoid, like, no eBay, only getting them on Amazon when I see them, like, half off on sale. But, yeah, I I, I try to just, yeah, buy them when I find them, like, at Hastings, out at Barnes & Noble. Okay, and I will also admit I did fully go on Amazon and pre-order the uh, Luke Skywalker Episode 7 Funko because I'm not screwing around trying to find that in stores. I want it. Oh, yeah. With the, the beard? With the beard and the robot hand. I wanted it, and I bought it. And there's a bunch of other Star Wars ones that are coming that have me intrigued, specifically the Ray with a lightsaber Funko Pop that's coming out. But I have controlled myself and said, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> nice. Only Luke yeah, Skywalker. Yeah, the, the next... Every time Funko releases another set, it's like, oh, we're doing these. It's like, you motherfuckers, that's another 40 months. Oh, I hate you guys. <laughs> but looking at the time, we have run over, so we should start wrapping things up. A uh, friendly reminder, if you want to find the show, head on over to atgnpodcast.com or gunnageeknetwork.com. You can find the entire back catalog there in addition to all of our contact information, so you can hit us up there if you want. Don't forget, we stream live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern over at geeks.live and channel 3 of Alpha Geek Radio. For more info on that, head on over to tunein.alphageekradio.com. The next live show you can see on geeks.live is the official gunnageek.com podcast that airs Monday night at 8.45 p.m. Eastern time. But I think that is going to wrap us up. You guys have any final thoughts as we close out the show for this week? Go get laid, Anthony. I'm going to go make some chimichangas. He's going to make some chimichangas. And we should have Willie back next week. And I'm sure we'll get into some kind of ridiculousness then. But until then, see you guys later. Bye. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek Radio app, and over to our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us at atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at atgnpodcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com.